Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Thank you to everybody who uh, has tweeted, sent emails, and is uh, has reacted to my uh, segment earlier. Not all of you heard it, but I talked about uh, my Yorkie, who I almost lost to illness this week and uh, paid approximately $3,000 for his care for tests and 48 hours of IV antibiotics and, and uh, liquids pumped into him at an emergency animal hospital where they were absolutely terrific and they saved the little guy's life. They said to me uh, yesterday... We almost lost him a couple of times. And, and then I had an email from a former friend who questioned whether any animal is worth, quote, that kind of money, and then suggests, quote, there are kinds of elderly or there are kids and elderly in trouble who needed that money more, end quote. So, like I said earlier, I sent him a, um, a two-syllable email, and it wasn't goodbye. Catherine. No friend, Roy. What's Good. That? Yeah. No friend. Yeah. No friend. And I, I know the moron's going to hear about my having done the segment, and uh, he's probably going to call me tonight, so I will spell it out for him. If he can't understand, if he can't read the words, I'll try to explain them. Catherine Swift, former chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and uh, workingcanadians.ca, most powerful woman in Canada. I, I'd like to. T- I'd like Absolutely. to. Absolutely. You, you are such a supporter of animals, Catherine. Yeah. Now you just I, lost I, a dog I, yourself. I'd like to. I'd like to have you talk to this clown. Yeah, I'd like to too. Let me see if I can I'd arrange like it. I'd like to see him in a you know a dark alley maybe, with a Let, baseball bat. Yeah. Well, we don't need that. Just, and you can bring oh, your, okay. And you can <laughs> you can bring your dog. Just righteous yeah. indignation is all that's required. <laughs> Bring your dog. Yeah, I love the critters. I've volunteered for years and years and years at various own. My dog is whining here, so I guess she's disagreeing with me. But anyway, yeah, love the critters. And frankly, I'm always suspect of anybody that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel so lucky that we still have the little guy, that he's still around because he was such in such bad shape. He just went downhill Aww. so fast. And my, how, my, how old is he? He's only five years old. Oh, and he had he had he had um, hemorrhagic uh, intestinal um, something or other. I can't think of the third word. It this it's multisyllabic words. I'm only That's good awful. in the single whatever the, it is. Hmm? Yeah, it was it was very serious, and they we almost lost him. And then this moron decides that he's going to tell me how I could spend my money better. Hi, Linda. Hey, Roy. I'm telling you. I got those three pugs, and they're my babies, and my one gets doggy colitis, and I haven't had to spend three thousand, Roy. But I got to tell you, I'm with you. <laughs> they're like our little babies; they are, and then they love us unconditionally. Lin- Linda Leatherdale, LindaLeatherdale.com, independent business journalist and vice president of Cambria Canada, and Michelle Simpson, former Liberal member of Parliament, seatmate to the Prime Minister at the time. And Michelle, I know you feel similarly to uh, to Catherine and and, and oh Linda. yeah, it, here here Roy, like I've I've owned animals all my life. I love animals, 
And uh, seriously, anyone that says you can spend, don't tell me how to spend my money. Yeah, exactly. It's my money. Yep. It's my dog. I'm surprised that person isn't like, say, a prime minister or something or a politician. Because they love to think <laughs> they spend our money better than we can. Yeah. Well, well, I can think of I can think of a few I can think of a few candidates right now. <laughs> but it's your choice, Roy, and you spent your money well, and you love that little. Guy. Yeah, and you know, I, I mentioned I don't. Oh, and the dog agrees. Honestly. And the dog agrees. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. The dog agrees, so that's a good thing. Now, let's get to some of the issues we were going to talk about, and we'll start with the National Minister of Defense, or the Minister of National Defense, Harjit Sajjan, who has seemingly weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take a run at that? I will. Okay. I think, for the time being, he may have done so. However, there is never going to be a time that he will escape it. Never. And it'll be an election issue. And so for now, I believe he has weathered it. Michelle, let me ask you this. I I talked to somebody who's in the Liberal Party the other day about this, and this person who's in the Liberal Party said to me that it's his understanding that there are members of the caucus, the Liberal caucus, who are absolutely disgusted that, um, that he's still the Minister of National Defense. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, oh, no, I, I think it's entirely possible, because if I was still there, I'd be one of their number. You know, but, I, you know, I think he did, he, or he has weathered this storm, but there will always be this footnote that will, over, will cast a shadow on what he did exceptionally well, Roy. And every time he opens his mouth. And I wouldn't want that. I'd rather have people not like me for being principled yes. than for and and then have that. And you have that experience. Yep. You have that experience. Catherine, what is, though, though, he would have been the last person in that cabinet I would have predicted would have done something like that. Sorry, guys, I'm, we're having this issue again where you can't hear each other. We've got to get these phones fixed. No, it's okay. Uh, it's not your fault. It's our fault. So, Linda, go ahead. Well, what I was saying is, what is it when you go to Ottawa? And we've talked about this before. People go in with good intentions, but then they the ego becomes bigger than life itself. And I don't even know why he would even say what he said, which is now totally, they've asked for his resignation. I agree with Michelle. He may have to step down as defense minister. But it's this ego thing that, uh, come on, yeah. guys, you're supposed to be serving the people. Not it's not unique to Ottawa, Linda, to be fair. I, I worked on Bay Street for quite a while back in the day. And anywhere where you're surrounded by yes people, who basically, you know, they depend on you for their livelihood or whatever it happens to be, and Ottawa is a classic example. I'm sure Michelle will, you know, back that yep. up. Um, you start to believe your own PR, right? You say, and, and that's human, perhaps, but profoundly unfortunate. In the case of Sajan, the, the fact that the, the, the very nature of the lie he told, because the whole military tradition is 180 degrees opposite yep. from bragging and taking individual credit. It's, it's au contraire. You know, it's totally opposite to that he, he told the worst possible lie he could have in, in that position and i'll tell you something if he was a conservative they would have forced his resignation by now you know something the else media would have the opposition would have 
remember, he said it also in 2015. And did he say it prior to the federal election in 2015? And if he did, then we know that's a pattern. Yeah. That's well, a pattern. more than once. You're right, Roy. I don't know the precise timing. Yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to find out if it was before he was named minister. Point. Yeah. Okay, so now StatsCan says there are more seniors than children in Canada. And I have a, a theory on that. I'm talking about it last hour and had a wonderful call from a mom who has th- put three kids in daycare. My position was that it's uh, greedy parents who want to go after the, 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 the stuff more than they want to take care of their kids. And I uh, explained my position and I had this wonderful call from a parent who said, took an opposite position and, and really explained it well. So I'd like to hear from you guys. Good. Here come the emails. Um, Michelle, I'll start with you. What uh, what do we make of this? And why are we paying StatsCan to tell us the obvious? Sorry. Well, I digress. Unfortunately, they were in a five-year blackout, you know, and I agree. It, you know, they're stating the obvious, but what they have to do is elaborate on what that means in terms of you know, the public in terms of our future. And um, I I think it's incumbent upon either them or the government to say, you know, this this is concerning. And it is, because we don't have enough youth to support the seniors in their waning years. Well, then, if you're going to have a child... Then yep. decide to have, I'm going to make my argument, uh, decide to have one parent stay home to raise the child because you made the commitment to have a child. Now make the commitment to take care of the child and the child's needs and the child's um, wants and the fact that the child wants the parent home. Now what, they, what, the, what the caller said to me was the times are different now. You can't rely on a lifetime job that you're moving from job to job. More people work part time. And so that has to be factored in. I can't argue against that. But um, I say make the commitment to the child. By the way, the uh, StatsCan says this fellow who came up with the the numbers, his name is LaBelle, I don't know his first name, expects this trend to continue with the gap between the number of seniors and number of children growing over the years. So obviously they're going to be talking about increasing immigration. Well, absolutely. Have more kids. This, this, however, anybody paying any attention to demographics could have told you this 30 years ago. Demographics is eminently predictable. We know how many, you know, we know how many people were born. We know roughly ages when people die, et cetera, et cetera. This is the baby boomer phenomenon, which is not unique to Canada. It, it, most developed countries around the world have a big surge of post-Second World War births, and, and this is now the, you know, sort of the, 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 other, the other end of that, the, the aging population. And, but you, you have a bit of a point, Roy, to, to be fair, when you say that people are deciding not to have kids to, for selfish reasons, I think there's a little bit of that going on. Also, though, don't forget that there's a ton of research that shows everywhere in the world when incomes increase, when people get better off in life, they have fewer kids. Part of the reason is not as many of them die, <laughs> which is horrible, but a, a, a true fact. Um, and, and, you know, you look at African countries, for example, they have tons of kids, but half of them are, don't make the age of five or whatever it happens to be. So part of this is simply an affluence uh, um, offshoot as well. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of factors driving this. But again, this is not news. 
anyone paying attention knew this was going to happen. It was just a question of exactly when. Uh, Michelle, a quick thought from you on that, then we take a break. I'm sorry, Linda. Linda. Yeah. <laughs> a quick comment is, my goodness, 1871, I'd be dead at age 40. Roy, now we're living to 90 and beyond. So there is part of that. Um, go out and have kids. My mom had nine and stayed at home. But but your caller was right. Change, times have changed. Um, it is very, very tough. And don't forget the record household debt that we have here in Canada. Yeah, a lot but of that, these young that's voluntary. Yeah. That's voluntary. You take on the debt, that's voluntary. But you well, decide to have a child, that's voluntary as well. And the commitment is to look after the child. You know, I, one of the points, I don't want to just regurgitate what I said, but, you know, we have, uh, the, you know, you take a, a year off work, maternity leave, paternity leave. So it's a year. What is it about three, day 365 that makes, a, makes, makes it the magic day where the child needs the parent on day 365 but not on day 366? What's magic? Yeah, you're not going to get an argument. But I will say that there's a lot of young couples out there that can't afford it. Yeah, and well, they are up I, to their eyeballs, and know, real estate is way too expensive. Yeah, but also, I look at my parents' era, and I know I've said this before, they totally different way of thinking. They were poor when they grew up, so they had a different mindset. But, yeah. you know, they saved up money before they bought yes. that new fridge or whatever the yes. heck it was. Yeah. Today, great. everything's Good on credit. Point. It's a whole different mindset. And frankly, we are an affluent country. There's no excuse people can't take care of their kids. So here's my cynic's point of view. I just bought a two-seater sports car. I can't have a kid. I want to have a ride in that, What's that? Well, the thing is, though, ultimately, it it, it does reverberate in terms of um, things like pensions and so on. If you don't have young people paying into things, then there's going to be a shortage at the other end of the age spectrum. Well, that's it. So I have kids. Working. So I have kids. Take care of them, and then yep. they'll take care of you in your old age. Yeah, Come on, that's it. Yeah, well, it yeah. worked for thousands of years. <laughs> but we got all we got so smart over the last thirty years because we can work an, a, a mobile phone and know what an app is. That makes us a lot smarter than people who lived by uh, the other. I don't want to use the word code, but the other way, you know, if you have a kid, well, you look would after. You, would you make sure you tell my sons that sometimes? Yes, I will. <laughs> you mother? talk You talk to my idiot friend, and I'll talk to your sons. <laughs> okay. Former, Good former, former friend. We'll come back with more with Catherine Lund and Michelle, Beauties and the Beast, after this. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale on Twitter, and Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson on Twitter. Catherine, just remind us what WorkingCanadians.ca is about. What do you do? Well, basically, we're we're, um, acting in defense of the average Canadian taxpayer, uh, particularly with a view to exposing the fact that our economy in Canada is, or our, our laws in particular in Canada, are so incredibly friendly toward unions, notably government public sector unions, um, that it, it, it imposes all kinds of negative impacts on your average taxpayer. 
And and that has to be uh, we have to be reminded about that because it's very expensive it, it, and it's getting more expensive. expensive. Listen, whenever I see anybody, there's a lot of economists I know. You know, that being my background, who I, I would say are very reputable, reputable economists, and they actually are saying these days, "Oh, we we need some more taxes here. We need some more taxes there." And and the answer is, no, we do not. If we did the right thing, for example, if if government employees took the same number, of, I'm just picking one issue. If the government employees took the same number of sick days as the average private sector worker does, we could, across the country, save tens of billions of dollars. If your average public sector worker retired at the same age, not several years younger, that your private sector employee does, we could save, again, tens of billions of dollars. When I see that kind of waste going on for no good reason, and of course the unions are the ones that promote this kind of stuff because their ultimate objective is, you know, work as little as possible and yet get as much money and other benefits and so on as possible for it, um, you know, we, we would not have anywhere near a revenue problem in government. Well, there so you this go. It's a huge issue. Most people don't know it about because it kind of flies issue. under the radar a lot of times. And the unions are very good at keeping their stories out of the press because they know it would not work. If the truth was out, people would be appalled. All right, we have two and a half minutes. Linda, the real estate market is cooling in Toronto. Well, it's really interesting. I mean, we saw this 16 point plan that uh, Kathleen Wynne put in. Um, and, you know, the changes, including 16 measures of foreign tax, uh, rent controls, um, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> so it's hard to say. It's one week. But what we did see, we saw a decline, but we also saw listings improve, and we did see that condo prices went up. So will this work, Roy? That's the question. When we go out to Vancouver, where they already did this, guess what? They, it did cool it for about, what, six, seven months? But now they're, they're starting to be on rise again. So I think the jury is out here on, on this market. And I, I want to remind people there is a trillion dollars in inheritances trickling down. And seniors are still taking on mortgages. So that love of real estate. But be careful. We've got home trust in trouble. We've got record debt. Um, it, it is getting out of sight. And we knew that home sat bacon and certainly there's a love affair for Canadian right. real estate. I have a minute left, uh, Michelle. The French election takes place tomorrow. If uh, Marine Le Pen wins, what happens to Europe? How concerned are you? It doesn't look like she's going to win, but I suspect you're not one of her most it's, vociferous well, it's, supporters. It's hard to say because now, you know, we've got uh, hacking. That is con- of a concern to me that, you know, there's some influence being brought to democracies. But but that that hacked information can't be shared with the French public. No, but, you know, it's... And and who knows who's doing it, right? It's probably... It's probably probably Stephen Colbert. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. He's a hack. That noted IT specialist. (laughs) He's a hack. Okay, kids... That's our time. Okay, Dad. Yes. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll arrange for the meeting between Catherine and Linda and the uh, moron. Sounds good to me. Okay. All okay. the best to your doggies, Roy. Okay, and we'll bring you along, Michelle. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Saturday. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah.